What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Boombox Guru, music commentary and music discussion for music lovers. I'm your host, LB, and we got a very good episode for you guys today. So if you don't want to miss out, tune in and keep it locked in. Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Boombox Guru. I'm your host, LB. And today's episode, we're doing an album's ranked on one of my favorite MCs known as R.A. the Rugged Man. Uh, some of you probably don't know who he is. He's somewhat of a underground hero in the hip-hop community. He's from Long Island, New York. Uh, he's been in the game for probably about 30 years or more. And he has a very interesting story, you know, he, he got signed to Jive Records back in the early 90s as a teenager, you know, him and his producer at the time, Martin Niles, they were known as a duo known as Crustified Divs, they were set to release a debut album on the label and it got shelved due to some antics that R.A. the Rugged Man committed and the label wanting to mold him into something that they wanted him to be and he rebelled he ended up getting blackballed from the industry for a number of years in a nutshell and he ended up going underground and making a huge and successful name for himself and he's released a few albums uh about four albums that i all have and to me they're some of the best albums in hip-hop and i really enjoy listening to him as an mc i'm so glad that i got put on to him so i decided i wanted to talk about these albums and rank them from my uh not necessarily my best to worst because i don't think he has any bad re- records in his discography but you know just mainly just to give anybody out there who may not be familiar with r.a the rugged man some insight into his records and the type of mc that he is so without further ado we're going to get into this episode of albums ranked Alright, the rugged man. So definitely stay tuned and keep it locked in to the Boombox Guru. Peace. Alright, so coming in at number four, we have the debut album from R.A. the Rugged Man, which is titled Die Rugged Man Die. Now, this is the official debut album from R.A. the Rugged Man. He actually had recorded two albums previously to this record. His first album, which was him and his producer known as Crustified Dibs, was called Night of the Bloody Apes, which, which was supposed to come out, I believe, in like 94. And then after his deal with Jive Records went away, he ended up signing, I believe it was either to Columbia or Priority Records, one of those two labels, and he recorded a record called American Low Life. But both of those records ended up getting shelved. And in between that time, I believe he ended up signing the Raucous Records, which that's the label most famous for uh, spearheading the careers of Most Def and Talib Kweli. And he appeared on a few of the sound bombing compilations, but for whatever reason, that deal didn't work out either. So he finally got to release his debut album, Die Rugged Man Die in 2004 on nature sounds and my opinion man this is it's a solid debut album i think this was like the last R.A. the rugged no it, 
it's not the last one. It was one of the last Ari the Rugged Man albums I have bought before he came out with his most recent record. So I didn't actually begin with this album because around this time, 2004, I wasn't even really into like underground hip hop that much. If anything, this was probably me in like the beginning stages of going in that direction. But I wasn't really that familiar with Ari the Rugged Man at this point. I didn't learn about him until years later. But it's a solid record, like I said before. It's more of like an introduction to who he is because the album starts off with a song called Lessons where he sort of gives his life story, not not too much detail, but he gives you like a brief history of who he is, uh, what, where he's come from, like a few of his personal struggles, things he dealt with while being signed to major labels and stuff of that nature. But I think the highlight of the album is the song called A Star Is Born, which this is where Ari get rugged, man. He like goes in and he tells in the great in great detail about the whole situation about him getting signed to a major label and how that whole deal just got screwed up or how he likes to put it, how he screwed it, how he screwed everything up. Because at the time, you know, he was going through he was having mental issues and then the label were trying to. They were trying to make him do like cookie cutter type raps. They wanted him to be more like radio, radio accessible. And that wasn't the type of artist he wanted to be. He, he was he was a hardcore MC. He wanted to do that type of music. So he, he made songs to basically rebel against the label. And then there's all these rumors and le- urban legends that floated around during the time saying that he like took a dump on somebody's desk or he... He like s- 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 smeared diarrhea all over a, a, a mixing board, and he just goes into whole details about how everything was good in the beginning when he got signed, and then how people kind of switched up on him after he lost his deal and everything. How he went through depression, and how he pretty much just struggled and everything after he lost his deal. But it's a it's a really good song that gives you. That gives you the R.A. the Rugged Man story of how he ended up where he was and where he is now at that point in his career. And, and then you have another song on here called Brawl, where there's this there's this one line and this one verse in the song where he talks about how mainstream rappers, they take from the underground rappers and they run with it. And a lot of people have interpreted that part in the verse as to him taking shots at Eminem. Because if you don't know the history of Ari the Rugged Man, if his career had went the way that it was supposed to go, he would have been Eminem before Eminem. Because he got his deal, he signed the deal way before Eminem even was even thought of. And if you listen to their rap styles, there's kind of a similarity between them. Not necessarily in the cadence or delivery, but... Ari the Rugged Man, he's one of those type of MCs where he says things that are cringy and not in a corny way, but he just says things that make you kind of shudder like, oh, man, I can't believe he just said that. Same thing with Eminem, at least early Eminem during the Slim Shady uh, era. But he's clarified many times that there's no beef between him and Eminem. There's like a mutual respect. So from what I can take from that song and that particular lines and brawl, you know, it's just him generally talking about how mainstream rappers 
they pay attention and they look and see what the underground artists are doing. And they figure like, well, this is an underground person. Nobody's going to ever hear from them. So we'll just take what they're doing and we'll just run with it. So I think he's just telling that in a general sense. And it's a really cool song, too. I like the kind of uh, boom bapish vibe that it really gives. And then the title track, uh, Die Rugged Man Die, that's really cool. It's it's kind of a kind of a funny but self-deprecating song where R.A. is kind of taking shots at Well, it's not kind of. He is. He's taking shots at himself in a very self-deprecating way. You know, he's he's not above clowning and putting himself down on, on a lot of these songs. It's really cool how he or interesting how he does that. But it's, it's one of my favorite songs on the album. And then you got another song here called How Low that. It's probably one of the most interesting songs on the album. It sticks out kind of like a sore thumb a little bit because it's different from the other songs on the record. Because this record, this particular song takes more of a a rap rock, kind of electro hop type approach. It kind of sounds like something that maybe Africa Bambata or something would have done. And it also features Daryl Jennifer from Bad Brains on the song. So I thought that was pretty cool as well, man. But it, I mean, it's a solid debut album. Uh... I don't necessarily think it's his best record. You know, again, this was his official debut album. I don't think it's his best record. I mean, a lot of times the production on here, it can get kind of bland and a little repetitive. And I remember when I first bought this uh, CD, it took it took me a few listens to really get into it. Like I was listening to it not too long ago because I got on the RA kick. And, you know, the more I listened to it, the more I started to find things on the album that i liked about it that i initially didn't pay attention to earlier so it's just one of those records for me that you know it took a few listens for me to really get into it to really uh appreciate it more but i think it was a great start you know a great introduction into who Ari the rugged man is uh but you know it i don't know if i would necessarily start with this record i don't think i would recommend starting with this record though but it is a pretty decent album so, coming in at number three, we have Legendary Classics Volume 1. Uh, this is a pretty interesting pick for me, though, because Legendary Classics is actually a compilation album. It's not really a studio album. And so, I guess people necessarily wouldn't count this as really an album, but the thing for me is Legendary Classics Volume 1, it compiles a lot of rare R.A. the Rugged Man tracks. Some that were previously unreleased, uh, songs that he did on compilations and maybe soundtracks, and some underground classics that have been remastered and put out on this record officially that were only available as bootlegs and poor quality. So that was really my interest in really getting this uh, particular album. So what I like most about Legendary Classics, and the reason why I put it at number three above his actual debut album, is because the way that R.A. handpicked a lot of these songs on this compilation, and the way he sequenced the track list, sometimes when I listen to Legendary Classics, I actually forget that this is a compilation album. He did a really good job at putting the track list together and how they sequenced it and the way the tracks just flow so well together when you listen to this album it actually feels as though you're listening to a studio album 
like a legit follow up to Die Rugged Man Die. And it, it and it was a gap between this record too because uh, uh Legendary Classics came out in two thousand and nine, so that was five years after Die Rugged Man Die. But if you want to get into Ari the Rugged Man, I definitely would recommend this album as maybe a start because it, it can, it's like a retrospective type body of work in my opinion because you get a lot of rare tracks and you get some classic songs that he's done as well as some underground classics that a lot of people only had available as bootlegs or if they happened to be there at the moment when this stuff was happening it's it's like a really cool career retrospective up to that point in his career and my biggest interest in this record was because it had the song Uncommon Valor and it had Cunt Renaissance was featured the Notorious B.I.G. And it had every record label sucks dick, which is one of R.A.'s most popular songs. Now, talking about Uncommon Valor, that's actually a Jedi Mind Tricks song. Any of you who's familiar with the rap group Jedi Mind Tricks, this song right here, this is what really raised R.A. the Rugged Man's profile. And it really took him to the next level as an MC. Uh, his verse on that song, because the song is about Vietnam veterans and, you know, the things that they dealt with being in war. His verse, his guest appearance, his verse on that particular song was a standout because his whole verse was about his father, uh, Staff Sergeant John A. Thor Thorburn, who was a Vietnam veteran. And R.A. actually raps from the perspective of his father, like what he what he dealt with while he was in the Vietnam War. And R.A. did such an excellent job at really describing, from his father's perspective, the war, like the the violence, the bloodshed, and everything that took place in, at war. And then all the struggles and adversities that his father faced after he came back home, you know, dealing with Asian Orange and how that affected his family. You know, because R.A. Had, he had some siblings that were born and they had uh, birth defects and illnesses because of Asian Orange, as well as a nephew uh, who was born from his older sister who ended up dying as a as a baby because of certain things within pertaining to that Asian Orange stuff. So he goes into great t detail of how that affected the family and everything. And his verse ended up becoming one of the most revered verses in hip-hop people still talk about that verse today and that particular song was actually what put me on the Ari the Rugged Man because someone that I used to work with actually told me about this song and they told and they said like if you ever want to if you ever really want to learn how to rap definitely go listen to Ari the Rugged Man's verse on Uncommon Valor so that that particular song is really what set me on this on this uh page to get any more into him and then you have the song called Cunt Renaissance, which featured the Notorious B.I.G. And this was a song that w that appeared on the uh, Night of Bloody Apes album. Yeah, Ari the Rugged Man knew the Notorious B.I.G. early in his career. Uh, and this was around the time when Biggie was really starting to blow up. So R.A.'s label, Jive, wanted, they wanted R.A. to do something like a juicy type song with Biggie. They wanted him to do something that was that was going to get radio play. And R.A. refused to do that because that's not the type of artist he wanted to be. So in his effort to rebel, he decided to, re to record the most grotesque, nasty song he could think of with Biggie, which is called Cunt Renaissance. 
and hence the title. I don't think I need to really go into any detail of what the song's about. I mean, just go listen to the song and listen to the hook. It's, it's pretty. It's, it almost has somewhere of like a horrorcore-ish vibe, because horrorcore was sort of it was moderately popular around that time in hip hop when this song was recorded, and it was really interesting to hear Biggie kind of go in that direction as a as a lyricist, because we all know Biggie was dope as an MC, but and you know he did songs like Suicidal Thoughts and things like that, but it was really it was really cool to hear Biggie uh going in that direction and to hear these two MCs uh you know going back and forth on the same track and RA you know he held his own against Biggie you know Biggie is quoted as uh saying I thought I was the illest in ref- in reference to RA the rugged man which is something that RA takes pride in and then of course uh you had a song on every record label uh so dick and this right here is the particular song that really got Ari the Rugged Man blackballed in the industry because the record labels didn't like that. You know, he was already on thin ice with the labels because of a lot of antics that he was doing because of his mental illness and such. And this pretty much put the nail in the coffin when he did every record label sucks day. I mean, hence the title. He's talking trash about labels and he's also telling people basically what he's dealing with. By while being signed to a label, he's talking about how they're trying to turn him into an artist that he don't want to be, how they're trying to stifle him, how they're trying to control everything that he's doing, his creative direction and everything. It's a really it was a, it's a really good song. And, and it's one of those early songs that really gives insight into how the major labels treat their artists. And he I respect him for that, because that was that was that was. That was really bold of him to make a song like that. And look at the cost. You know, he ended up getting blackballed from the industry. But at the same time, it became a classic. It became an underground classic that he still performs live to this day. I I think sometimes he kind of gets tired of performing the song. But in any case, it's, it's like his anthem. It's like his signature song. He still performs it live. And one more song that I really dug on this record, too, is uh Who's That Guy. Now, Who's That Guy, this is a collaboration between R.A. and Havoc of Mob Deep. And if you get the CD of Legendary Classics, uh, R.A., he tells a brief story about each song in the liner notes of the CD. And in this particular song, R.A. had pretty much lost his deal with Jive Records. He was really struggling. He was going through depression. And I think he was homeless at the time, too. He was broke. And this was around the time when Mob Deep had took off with the Infamous album. And they was in the process of recording their, their follow-up record, uh, Hell on Earth. And, you know, he was really cool with R.A. He, I mean, excuse me, he was really cool with Mob Deep. And Havoc actually gave R.A. the beat to Who's That Guy for free. He gave him that beat for free. Uh, or he, It might have been one of the songs that he gave him for free, but... Yeah, who's that guy? He gave R.A. that beat for free to look out for him. And they recorded a classic. And I think it's one of the best beats that Havoc has ever done. His verse on there is one of the illest. And him and R.A., man, it it, it would be really cool to hear more songs between R.A. and Havoc. It would be even nice if they did an album together. Because their chemistry 
And the way that they just m- melded together on that song, going back and forth with the lyrics, it, it was just ill, man. That's It's a highlight of mine, man. I definitely like to ride to that song because the beat is just so banging. It, it's just it's one of the highlights of the record, man. And, I, and it's definitely a, a real, like, R.A. the Rugged Man classic. But, yeah, definitely go check out Legendary Classics Volume 1. Because I, I think it's one of his illest albums. And it's not even a studio album. It's a compilation album. But it's a great uh, it's a great body of work, in my opinion. And I, I kind of look at it as sort of like a like a transition record between, uh, or not really a transition record, but more of like a bridge between Die, Rugged Man, Die and the next album that will come after Legendary Classics. So definitely go peep Legendary Classics. Uh, uh, Classes Volume 1, because it's a really dope uh, career retrospective of Ari the Rugged Man. Alright, so coming in at number 2, we have the most recent album from Ari the Rugged Man, which came out last year in 2020. I think it came out in April of 2020. And this is All My Heroes Are Dead. I actually, I yeah, I actually pre-ordered this album. Because it was a long gap between this album and the one he did before. So when he announced that the album was, you know, finished and everything and he put it up for pre-order, I pre-ordered it. So this is a really this is a really good album. And honestly, I think that this is probably RA's most complete album to date. So you might be wondering, well, if you think this is a, if I think this is a great album, then why did I put it in number two? Well, here's the thing. It kind of took me a few listens to really get into this record. It w- it wasn't really an album that like grabbed me from the jump when I first put it on. So it took it took a few listens before I could really just get into the vibe and the mood of what this record was bringing. And not to mention, it's it's a pretty long album too. It's got twenty two tracks. Uh, although there are a few of them that are like skits and interludes, it's it's got a long track list. So it's 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 a bit to digest in one setting and not only that man but this record it's a bit of an emotional roller coaster because you'll get a few songs that have that classic R.A. the Rugged Man where he's being witty where he's really being uh, politically incorrect and he's he's just saying some really fly lyrics and some witty funny stuff but then the next track might be something that kind of brings you down and well not bring you down in a negative way but it it, it makes you emotional because he's talking about some serious stuff some very serious introspective stuff that make you want to think and it yeah it kind of when i first bought this record and listened to it 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 was it was a bit much you know kind of going from the witty kind of fun stuff and then hearing something that's about something serious that kind of brings tears to your eyes you know I didn't really want to feel that way, but I finally decided to just get this album a few listens, and I really like it. I really dig it. But like I said, it's you know it's an emotional roller coaster, and that long track list is it's a lot to take in. I know uh, Mike C Town from Dead End Hip Hop. If y'all familiar with that channel, they did a review on it, and he brought up something interesting. Excuse me, interesting. He said he thought it would have been kind of better. If maybe R.A. had to split the album up and maybe put out one half this time and then the next half some, some, sometime later down the road. I, I guess that would have been cool, too. But, you know, you know, R.A. did what he wanted to do. 
But there are a few tracks on here I want to talk about. First track on here I want to talk about is Gotta Be Dope. This is probably my favorite on the album. It features uh, R.A.'s protege known as Afro, which is an acronym for All Flows Reach Out. Uh, he's a young dude. I think he's probably about around what, 24 now. I think he was 16 when R.A. Uh, hooked up with him. He won. He won like he won some rap contest that R.A. did a few years ago, and I gotta tell you, I can't wait for Afro to put out an album. And I've been, I've been, I follow him on Instagram. He's been talking about how his album is in the mixing stages, man. Cause I can't wait for him to put out a record. This dude is dope. Him and R.A. on this song. First of all, the beat is amazing. But him and R.A., excuse me, they both go in using the, that fast double time flow. Like they're just going like down the line and they're not stopping. They're not even stopping for a breath. But what's so cool about that is that if you listen to everything, if you can keep up and listen to everything that they're saying in that song, even though they're rapping fast as, as crap, everything that they're saying has a meaning behind it. They're not just they're not just rapping a bunch of raps just to sound cool. Every rhyme that they're spitting while they're while they're using this type of flow is connected. There there's a meaning behind it. So they're not just spouting out a bunch of rhymes. Everything that they're saying is connected, man. And I thought that was amazing. And I listened to this track quite a bit, man, because sometimes I try to I try to figure out like, man, who was the best? Was it RA or was it was it Afro? But man, Afro really killed it, man. If you don't know who Afro is, man, go on YouTube and look up some of his videos, man. That this dude, this dude is phenomenal. I like I said, I can't wait for him to drop an album. But him and RA, man, the way man, I hope him and RA do an album together one day. But man, the way that they was man that double time flow that they was using on that song, it was just so amazing. Like I just have a hard time when I listen to that song trying to decide who did the better job. Because I mean, I think they're equal. I think they're I think they're dang dang them near equal to each other on that song. So another interesting song on here is the one called Angelic Boy. Now. I don't know if you guys remember, but Eminem, I think it was the song called Darkness that Eminem did on his Music to Murder, Be Murdered by album, where he talked, where he was rapping from the perspective of that Vegas uh, shooter. So you you could kind of say that Angelic, Angelic Boy is already the rugged, rugged Man's version of that. The song kind of sounds a little similar to what Darkness was. But if I could compare the two songs, I would say that R.A.'s Angelic Boy is a little, is better. It's better because he's not actually talking about a specific uh, shooter or anything. He's rapping from the perspective of like a young teenage kid who's dealing with uh, mental issues, depression and stuff. And his way of dealing with it is by going by going on a mass shooting spree and there's just something about ra's version of this that hits a little bit closer to home um i think it's i think ra was a bit more descriptive 
as he's describing what's going through this person's head when they're about to commit this. Like, there's one part in the song where uh, the particular kid, he, like, shoots the first victim, and he, like, uh, vomits, and he, like, pees on himself and everything, but then he continues to go along with it. It's it's a very... uh. It's a song that really that that'll really hit you emotionally, man. The way that R.A. describes <clears throat> the whole situation of, of this this person uh, committing this crime, and then uh, at the end of the song, R.A. talks about how everybody wants when things like this happen, everybody wants to put the blame on everything except for that person that did it, which I thought was an interesting take on that, you know. And then he talks about how the news medias will grab onto these types of stories and they will exploit it. And they end up, which is what usually these types of people do when they commit these type of atrocities. They want to be famous. They want they want people to remember them for something. So he he talks about that too as well. So I yeah, between yeah, between Darkness and Angelic Boy, I think RA was better with Angelic Boy. He and I'm not trying to down downgrade Eminem's Darkness song, but it's just that Angelic Boy was just a lot more descriptive. I don't know. It was just something about the way R.A. delivered that song, the way he wrote it. It just hits you closer to home. And then you have uh, the Slayers Club, which is a, a huge posse cut. This is R.A. rapping with... Uh, some of the greatest MCs in hip hop. He's got Lord Jamar and Sada X from Brand Nubian. Ice T is on this song. Uh, Onyx, man, there's so many uh, artists on here. MOP is on here. He, he's got he's got a bunch of artists on this song. Like a lot of classic MCs. Let's see who else is on here. Uh, he got Vinny Paz, who's a frequent collaborator. He has a uh, Chris Rivers, who is uh that's Big Pun's son. Yeah, Chris Rivers. That's one of Big Pun's sons. And definitely check out Chris Rivers because Chris Rivers is dope. He's another uh, MC that's really uh, killing it. Uh, Chino Chino XL is on here too, man. Chino XL. A real live posse cut. Um, and another highlight of the record. And then you have uh, Dragonfire that features Inspector Deck. Ghost, no, expect the deck's not on this song. It's Ghostface Killer, Master Killer, Kooji Rap, and an uh, artist named Extreme. Uh, I really like that song, man, because everybody on that song slays lyrically. And I like the hook because it has that Wu Tang, Wu Tang, and the beat even sounds like something that Wu Tang will rap over. And, and the last song that I want to talk about is one called Contradictionary, where R.A., this is a solo song where R.A., he, uh, He's rapping about all like the contradictions and that happen in life. Like one thing he pointed out was uh the one in the re- the one in the relationship that's jealous is usually the one that's cheating and stuff like that. He he's he's basically pointing out all these contradictions that that we see and that is going down in the world. So that's another cool track that I think is worth checking out. But uh yeah, all my heroes are all my heroes are dead, man. It's it's definitely a dope record, and it's already went down as one of the best hip hop albums of 2020. A lot of people had it on their top list, but it, like I said, it took me a few listens to really get into it. But for the most part, I think it's Ra's most complete record. And he he did say that this 
possibly could be his final album. I hope it's not true, but if it is, it's it's really not a bad album. It's definitely not a bad album to go out on. All right, so last but certainly not least, we've come to the number one album. And this is Legends Never Die. Now, this was R.A.'s second official album. And it came almost 10 years after Die, Rugged Man, Die. And like I said, uh, in between that, he released the Legendary Classics Volume 1, which I said was the bridge between there. The reason why I put Legends Never Die as number one is because this was the first R.A. The Rugged Man album that I bought. And it really... It really made him one of my favorite MCs. And from the jump, when I first played this record, when I put, excuse me, this CD, I, I was instantly sold. I was like, yo, this this dude is dope, man. He's definitely one of the greatest MCs of all time. It, it's just a remarkable album. And he, he has said countless times that it was the album that he always wanted to make. And, you know, it had a huge impact on me because there's... There's one song on this album in particular that's called Shoot Me in the Head. And the reason why this song really had an impact on me was because R.A. the Rugged Man, he he pretty much annihilated like both political parties. And he went in on a lot of the biased media. Like he, he goes in on Fox News, he goes in on MSNBC and CNN, all those biased news medias that you that you watch. That all have political agendas. And then you got to remember this this album came out during the Obama administration. So he, he, he goes in on the Obama administration. He goes in on the previous Bush administration. Uh, I think he was the first rapper to actually call uh, uh, Biden a racist. Uh, he goes in on Nancy Pelosi, Dick Cheney. Uh, he, he disappears Morgan. He goes in on the, on the, the women of the view. He just goes in on so many people. But what really stuck out to me was when he when he starts talking about how uh, the the Democrats ain't ish, the Republicans ain't ish. What makes you think either party's going to change ish? That's what really stuck out to me because that when I heard that line, that's when I really kind of in my mind I started to think like you know what he's got a point. Why are people so, why are people fighting over what political party they are a part of? Both of them are crap anyway. So when he, when he said that line, that really stuck, that really stuck in my head and it really got me thinking. And that really kind of set my mind kind of thinking like, you know what? I'm not about to affiliate myself with either side. I'm I'm just going to be neutral. I'm just going to be independent and, and do me. So it, that that's why I really like that song. It's one of my favorite. It's probably my number one favorite uh, Ari the Rugged Man song. I listen to that song on a on a regular basis, like a lot. So that song, the way he just went in, he was the he. You gotta understand when you listen to most hip hop artists, most MCs, a lot of them tend to be very. They they tend to lean to a certain side, you know, when it comes to politics. Most of them tend to lean left. But R.A. the Rugged Man, he was the first MC that I ever listened to that just said, the heck with either side. They're both corrupt. And he just starts going in and he starts, he starts pointing out all the hypocrisies and all the corruption. and Well, not all the corruption, but he just starts criticizing all the, 
all the wrong things that both sides have done. So that's why that song really kind of, that's why that song really stuck out to me. And it's one of my favorites of all time, man. And then you have the song called Definition Rap Flow, where this was the first time I really heard Ari the Rugged Man start to employ like that, that fast double time flow where he's rapping really fast. And also like how he, how he pays homage to like uh old school golden age hip hop and and the song is, is, is so the song is a hom- homage to like a Biz Markie song called uh the Albi Square Mall and also for all my metalhead for all my fellow metalheads out there this album right here for me was my introduction into Mirker uh if you're familiar with the black metal band that that black metal project called Mirker uh the front woman uh, her name is Emily Brun or Brun. I can't. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing her last name right. The front woman of Mirker. This was her first appearance. Well, not her first appearance, but this was my introduction into her. She's she's on this album quite a bit. Uh, she performs the hook on Definition of a Rap Flow, and she also does some additional background vocals on a few songs. Uh, Shoot me in the head. She does. Uh, background vocals and there's another song here that he does with Hobson called Underground Hicks she also performs background vocals and the hooks and the hook on that song but yeah this is my introduction into Mirker and from this from this album this is when I found out that she had that she that she actually was the front woman of Mirka and that she that she sung in a black metal band so uh, there's a bit of trivia for all my fellow metalheads out there and then you uh, you have the song called Legendary Daddy's Halo. Um during the recording of this record, Ari Ari's dad died. So this song was written about his father, dedicated to him. You know, Ari talks about what his father meant to him, how much he loved him. But the highlight of the song is towards the end of the last verse. Ari starts to break down. He starts to choke up about his father. And R.A. said that he initially was going to redo that part, but his engineer told him not to not to do it, to keep that in the song because it was real. And that song ended up becoming one of the highlights of the album. And then you have uh, the song called Hallelujah, which features Tech 9 and Chris Calico. Uh, Chris Calico doesn't have a verse on the song. He just does the hook. But Tech 9, he starts off the first verse. What's crazy about this song, though, is that even though Tech Nine had a had a really good verse, Ari the Rugged Man is the is a, is is the uh, he outshines Tech Nine on this song. If you know anything about Tech Nine, he's one of those MCs where if you do a song with Tech Nine, you better bring your A game because he's gonna outshine you on your own song. But he didn't do that with Ari the Rugged Man. Uh, Ari the Rugged Man had the had the better verse. So that that should tell you the skill level of uh, R.A. the Rugged Man as an MC, where he he outshined Tech Nine, and I'm not sure if him and Tech Nine actually recorded the song in the same studio, because you know in this day and age, especially when this album came out in 2013, by that point, you know you could email your verses to people at that point. So I don't know if him and R.A. were actually in together in the studio when they recorded the song, but I do know that uh, R.A. the Rugged Man had the better verse. And and again, he he uses that fast double time flow. That this was the first album that I heard where R.A. the Rugged Man really employed that new, well not new, but that double time fast flow. 
So it, it, it's a really cool, uh, really cool song. And then you have the one called Learn Truth, which features Tyler Kweli. Him and Tyler Kweli just giving you some social commentary about all the chaos and atrocities that's happening in the world. Uh, really dope song. But I, I, I really, I really enjoy Legends Never Die because I feel that this was the record where R.A. really it. It was the to me it was the beginning. It, it entered well. It introduced a new RA in some respects because he's employing these different type of styles that you didn't hear on Die Rugged Man Die, and then his subject matter changed a bit because on this album he's getting more political in some nature. He's he's talking about some more introspective and serious uh, subject matter, which to me Legends Never Die set the stage for All My Heroes Are Dead. So he, yeah, him talking about like uh, politics and stuff and being real critical of, of, of certain things. That's why this is my favorite R.A. the Rugged Man album, and and I think it's worth a mention though. At the end of the song, "Shoot Me in the Head," he ends it where he says, "Uh, that uh, he basically says he shouldn't be talking politics. He should say that for." A dead prez and immortal technique if you're familiar with dead prez they're a hip-hop duo that was discovered by lord jamar brand nubian they're known for their politically charged uh subject matter as well as immortal technique he's another mc that's known for his very radical uh politically charged subject matter they they those particular artists are known for they're known for that since the jump since from, since the jump started their careers you know R.A. the Rugged Man really wasn't known for that he was known for being more of like a a very like politically incorrect witty type MC but this record this record here in particular you know this was him starting to delve more into like social commentary and things of that nature as well as like songs such as legends never die excuse me legend legends legendary daddy's halo he gets more introspective and personal and there's another song on here called still get through the day which is a bonus track and it it's it's a bit of a sad song bit a bit emotional you know ra talks about his personal life all the struggles and the adversity that he's faced in his own life and then he then he tells stories i don't know if they're true stories but they're there are things that really happen in life like different adversities that people face but the whole point of the song is that no matter how rough life gets you still can it's a hopeful song you it's called still get through the day you still make it you still get through if you can, if you can make it through it then you're good so and that, and that's and i think that's another reason why this album is my favorite because that's the whole underlying theme of this record of Legends Never Die. Because he starts the album off with an intro saying that, you know, life is a beautiful thing. You just got to get through it. That's the underlying theme of this whole record is like no matter what struggles and adversities that you face, you still got to stand up and you still got to get through it. You know what I mean? When we, I think that's why this record is so uh, personal to me and why I really hold it at such high acclaim and why I had to put it at number one because it's it's just it's just an awesome record man and uh I really I really enjoy it and uh you know honestly man I, I recommend 
I recommend Legends Never Die for anybody that would like to get into R.A. the Rugged Man. Because it's it's just a wonderful album. It's the, it's the album that got me into him. It's the album that set me on the path to really digging into R.A.'s uh, career and his discography. And what he brings to the table as, a, as an MC. But uh, yeah, that's my uh, that's my album's ranked episode of R.A. the Rugged Man. This is my first album's ranked episode. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed this. And like I said, if you're if you're not familiar with R.A. the Rugged Man, I hope that this episode will set any of you guys on this on this uh page to go check out and dig his music because he's definitely one of the greatest uh, MCs in hip hop. I definitely believe deserves more recognition and needs to be heard more. Uh, he's man, he's one of the dopest MCs in hip hop. He's a lyricist, man, and. He's a bold artist, man. He's not a, he's not afraid to say what he wants to say. I respect that about him. And he's got a, he's got a, he's got a good body of work, man. I mean, he he doesn't have a whole lot of albums to his credit, but he doesn't have a bad record. He doesn't have a bad album at all. I think that you, anybody can listen to his record and they will enjoy it. And his albums they all have kind of like that underlying theme where he's like well you know yeah i went through all of this but look where i'm at now you know he he's not afraid to talk about his struggle as an artist and what he went through i just really dig his content i I really did i really dig the witty like controversial politically incorrect stuff that he says because you know we live in the age now where censorship is so prominent or dominant where People are afraid to say what they want to say, and R.A. is not one of those artists. And I mean, he's an underground artist he's, or independent artist, so he can do that. He can say what he wants to say, man. And, you know, he's he's definitely one of my favorite MCs and one of my favorite lyricists in hip-hop. And I just wanted to share this to hopefully maybe inspire somebody else out there that, that may be looking for some new music, some, some new hip-hop music or whatever to check out. To go dig into R.A. the Rugged Man. Because I, I definitely not going to steer you wrong to anything that's terrible. But uh, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. This album's ranked episode. Uh, definitely look out for some more albums ranked episodes. And uh, thank you all for tuning in. And checking out another episode of the Boombox Guru. This is your boy LB. And I'm out. Peace. What's good, everybody? Hope you enjoyed this new episode of the Boombox Guru. And if you did enjoy this episode, I want you guys to do me a favor. I want you to follow me on Spotify at the Boombox Guru. Check it out on Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public. You can also follow my Instagram page at the Boombox Guru. You can also like my page on Facebook known as the Boombox Guru. Just go ahead and check me out. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell anybody that you know that might be interested in this type of content about the Boombox Guru. And as always, hope everyone has a lovely day and be blessed.